Welcome to Podcast Homilies for Morning Prayer. In the Psalter series, I'm Father Ron Shibley, President of the Anglican Internet Church. It, this new series is part of the AIC's continuing celebration of its second decade on the web. These Podcast Homilies for Morning Prayer are based on the appointed reading in Psalms and Lessons for the Christian Year on pages X to XLI, primarily the first pairing, which also includes a gospel reading as the second lesson. The second or third pairings of psalms and lessons are used only where necessary to avoid repeated reading of a single psalm in this series. These homilies include reading and commentary on the appointed psalm and summary commentary on the first and second lessons. For those readers not familiar with Anglican liturgies, the text of the Psalter in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer is derived from Miles Coverdale's Great Bible of 1539 and not the King James Version. This is because by the time the King James Version was published in 1611 using a new translation based on the Hebrew Masoretic text, the Coverdale translation was so well accepted among the English people who had heard it by then read in services for over 70 years, that the prayer book's editors retained the Coverdale text for the Psalter, but substituted the 1611 KJV translation for all other scripture in the prayer book. Podcast listeners are encouraged to visit Father Ron's blog page on the AIC website, on which I posted for this podcast an illumination of Psalm 51 from the Psalter of Henry VIII. Please note that there is a difference in the numbering system between Jerome's Vulgate Bible, printed in Latin based on Jerome's 4th century translation, and the version used in the 1549 Book of Common Prayer, printed in English. In the Vulgate Old Testament, Psalms 8 and 9 are a single psalm, which means that all the psalms from Psalm 10 to Psalm 150 are off by one number. For example, Psalm 51, which is today's reading, is Psalm 50 in the Vulgate version. Coverdale provided a helpful transition between the two systems by including each psalm's opening words in Latin, and this practice is still used in the 28th Book of Common Prayer. For more on the Lenten season, see the AIC seasonal video series Lent, the Season of Penitence, including its history, origin, and the meaning of the name, its place on the church calendar. The series is presented in three episodes, each of which is linked from the digital library page with podcast versions linked from the podcast archive page. The psalm reading appointed for Fifth Sunday in Lent, commonly called Passion Sunday, is Psalm 51, King David's impassioned psalm of repentance. Its first words in Vulgate Latin are miserere me Deus. Have mercy on me, O God, after thy great goodness. According to the multitude of thy mercies, do away with mine offenses. Wash me thoroughly from my wickedness and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my faults and my sin is ever before me. Against thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. Thou that mightest be justified in thy saying and clear when thou shalt judge. Behold, I was shapen in wickedness, and in sin hath my mother conceived me. But lo, thou requirest truth in the inward parts, and shall not make me to understand wisdom secretly. Thou shalt purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. 
Thou shalt wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Thou shalt make me hear of joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Turn thy face from my sins, and put out all my misdeeds. Make me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. O give me the comfort of thy help again, and establish me with thy free spirit. Then I shall teach thy ways unto the wicked, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou that art the God of my health, and my tongue shall sing of thy righteousness. Thou shalt open my lips, O Lord, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest no sacrifice, else I would give it thee. But thou delightest not in burnt offerings. The sacrifice of God is a troubled spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, shalt thou not despise. O be favorable and gracious unto Sion, build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifice of righteousness, with the burnt offerings and oblations. Then shall they offer young bullocks upon thine altar. For some commentators, Psalm 51 echoes David's confession in 2 Samuel 12one 15 By killing Uriah the Hittite, taking Uriah's wife as his own, David had committed the sins of murder, adultery, and covetousness. In Psalm 51, his own prayer of repentance, David's begins with what later became the standard for a confession of sins. Have mercy on me, O God, in verse 1a. Wash me thoroughly from my wickedness and cleanse me from my sin, in verse 2. And I acknowledge my faults and thy sin is, my sin is ever before me, in verse 3. Eastern Orthodox teachers also saw allusions to the cleansing aspect of the sacrament of baptism in verse 2. For more on the theological meaning of the frequently used word mercy, see the mercy-slash-merciful entry in the AIC bookstore publication Layman's Lexicon. Psalm 51 is frequently quoted in Anglican prayer book liturgies, especially at Lent where it is the psalm which is read in the penitential office for Ash Wednesday, Passion Sunday, Fifth Sunday in Lent, and verses 10a and 10b in the versicles for morning and evening prayer. It is a critical psalm for the understanding of Christian spirituality, especially in the Anglican, Roman Catholic, and Eastern Orthodox Church traditions. For more complete commentary on the spiritual discipline called Christian spirituality, see the AIC bookstore publication, Christian Spirituality, an Anglican Perspective. There are several important differences in the many translations of Psalm 51. The prayer book Psalter, read above, and the King James Version text differ only in the KJV's substitution of iniquity for wickedness. Sir Lancelot Charles Lee Brenton's edition of the Septuagint Old Testament, published in 1851 with the endorsement of the Church of England, translates verse 5 as saying, quote, For behold, I was conceived in iniquities and in sins, plural rather than singular, did my mother conceive me. 
In this understanding, the sins mean the everyday life of the world and not that even marital sex involves sin. Calvinist-leaning writers, including the editors of the Reformation Study Bible, argue that verse 5 confirms the, quote, total depravity theory of mankind as a result of Adam's sin. Eastern Orthodox writers reject the Calvinist interpretation and favor the Brenton Septuagint translation. In their view, verse 5 offers no grand theory of sin, but simply means that sinful actions will result from sinful circumstances. This interpretation follows large logically from their understanding of Psalm 1, the so-called two-way psalm, that the actions of the righteous and godly will not be the same as those who walk, sit, or stand among the unrighteous slash wicked slash ungodly. And further, that disregarding the counsel of Psalm 1 will inevitably result in sinful actions. I explore the two ways interpretation of Psalm 1 in my commentary on Psalm 1 on pages 39 to 44 in the previously mentioned AIC publication, Christian Spirituality and Anglican Perspective. Verse 7 is the asparagus prayer, or blessing with water, the great spiritual prayer which is used in the Anglican, Roman Catholic, and Eastern Orthodox traditions. It is spoken by the priest who blesses the people with holy water in the processional found in the great O. Antiphon's offices from the 12th century. It is also read during Lent. Protestants who reject the theory of priestly blessings see it as a reference to the blessing of lepers only. The plant we know as hyssop today is most likely not the same plant referred to in verse 7. The full printed text of the Great O. Antiphon's Offices is available on pages 23 to 27 in another AIC bookstore publication, Occasional Services for Anglican Worship. The offices are available in video form in seven episodes in our seasonal video series, The Great O Antiphons, each linked from the digital library page and also with podcast versions linked from the podcast archive page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. Verse 3 is said in the opening sentences for evening prayer during Lent. Verse 10a and 11b and 15 were adapted for use in the versicles in morning prayer. O God, make clean our hearts within us, and, quote, take not thy Holy Spirit from us. The responsible responses to the versicles are from Psalm 113, verses 1 and 3. Verses 9 to 12 are the fifth antiphon in Anglican first hour or prime, which is found on pages 87 and 94, in our bookstore publication, Hear Us, O Lord, Daily Prayers for the Laity. Verse 14 is translated slightly differently and more clearly in the NKJV text. It says, Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, the God of my salvation. Verse 17 is one of the opening sentences for morning prayer in Lent. With verse 19, it demonstrates the strong link between Christian liturgies and the sacraments and the Jewish sacrificial worship of the Old Testament. Psalm 51 inspired Charles Wesley to write the hymn, O for a heart to praise my God, 
1742 A.D., which is hymn 414 in the AIC Bookstore publication, the St. Chrysostom Hymnal. The first lesson for fifth Sunday in Lent is Isaiah 1, verses 10 to 20, the prophet's record of the Lord's warning against the adoration of ritual and ceremony absent actual love for the Creator. It contains the often inappropriately quoted verse, Come, let us reason together, which is actually a call, if not a demand, for mankind to come into full agreement with God's law. The second lesson is 1 Peter 4, verses 12 to 19, a similar call, this time to Christians, to comply with God's law and to trust in Him as the Creator of all things. The closing prayer for this podcast homily is the Collect for Fifth Sunday in Lent, yet another composition by Archbishop Thomas Cranmer. In this case, he adapted it from the Gregorian Sacramentary for the 1549 Book of Common Prayer. We beseech thee, Almighty God, mercifully to look upon thy people, that by thy great goodness they may be governed and preserved evermore, both in body and soul, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Until next time, may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and make full use of its many resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.